You're listening to the Data Point podcast brought to you by The Hindu. This is your host Rebecca Rose Burgess. On June 24th, as part of a judgment, the Madras High Court held that homemakers are entitled to an equal share in property purchased by her husband. The court also observed that in most indian marriages the wife takes care of the family and children and keeps fort at homes so that husbands can go and make money to share their insights on how this judgment will impact future cases and to help us understand more about a homemaker's contribution to a house our former justice of the kerala high court mr shaji p chali and advocate ashok jeevi practicing at the karnataka high court Thank you both for joining me today. Justice Charlie, I would like to begin with you. While this judgment seems to be very supportive and understanding of the role of a homemaker, it raises many doubts. So my first question is, is the judgment specific to this case in hand or will it be a precedent for future cases involving homemakers' rights to marital assets? So far as the proposition of law is concerned, it stated categorically that a wife a homemaker is entitled to get the equal share in the property if she has contributed to the family welfare just like looking after children taking care of them taking care of the house uh, all medical facilities etc but it is dependent on facts so advocate ashok added to this saying that yes the madras high court judgment does appear to give the impression that a precedent is being set and that could set the standard for cases going forward but it's not always so simple when it comes to family matters and family court uh, you know, disputes in general uh, the role of judgments is actually not as significant as in other categories of civil litigation the reason being that every family's context and situation is unique and the court has to draw a formula that balances fairly the interests of all the parties before it so while uh, there is going to be a, a, a significant impact of this particular judgment in deciding what the entitlement of homemakers are um, it would still uh, probably be a more fact based scenario than uh, a case where this is applied as it is without any consideration otherwise uh, coming into play so i think we'll have to take this with a slight pinch of salt but that being said it does really give a lot of credence uh, to the uh, to the claims of homemakers when it comes to their contribution to the household so justice chali in your experience have there been cases where similar judgments have been made or is this a first so far as the proposition of law is concerned it stated categorically that a wife a homemaker is entitled to get the equal share in the property if she has contributed to the family welfare just like looking after children taking care of them taking care of the house uh, all medical facilities etc but it is dependent on facts when asked his opinion on the judgment advocate ashok said so while in principle i am completely with the view that a homemaker's contribution to the household income must be seen from the point of view of what not only what she has brought in in terms of money but also what she has enabled by holding the fort at home and the husband is going out and, and earning i would still argue for a more uh, fact and evidence based approach 
because again, uh, if tomorrow, for example, the husband's income is limited and he also has the duty to take care of his single mother who probably has no income of herself. And then without considering this uh, simplicity of formula is prescribed where everything is divided without accounting for the mother's requirements, then you're also prejudicing, prejudicing a completely innocent party to the entire uh, marital dispute. Alright, moving on. One of the interesting arguments that came up in this case was how a maid was hired in the household, which meant that a homemaker was not burdened with household work as much. But the Madras High Court actually rebutted this, saying that, you know, such an argument does not stand because a homemaker's responsibility goes way beyond cleaning and cooking. And one cannot ensure that a maid stays and works for 24 hours. A homemaker, according to the court, was a support system in a household who contributed directly and indirectly to the financial income generated by the husband. But the question still remains that since it's quite difficult to measure housework compared to a husband, for instance, whose salary slip is proof of work, how can we prove a homemaker's contribution to a family? And does the court find it difficult to come to a conclusion in such issues? First of all, insofar as the issue with respect to the uh, maidservant's activity was considered by the High Court and said that merely because a maidservant worked in the house, that will not take away the rights of the wife to get the, the share of the property. Actually, it is concluded. That legal position is concluded. Take, for example, if you... Uh, the, the, the uh, issue with respect to the maidservant's work and if it is to be shared among the maidservant and the homemaker, then that's a subject matter for evidence. Depending on the facts and circumstances and each and every case, the court may have to take a decision. Advocate Ashok added to this point saying, Look, I mean, the, the role of a spouse is so much more than just somebody who maintains the properties and takes care of the children. It's so much more than just being a you know, housekeeping staff and a nanny for the children. There's emotional support, you know, uh, there's a trust factor. I, I would have presumed that if, uh, a spouse, if the, the husband is working abroad, uh, the fact that there is somebody that he knows, that he believes, that he trusts to keep the fort at home, take care of the children, ensure that there is the stability, you can't put a price on something like that uh, by saying that you should equate it to the salary that was being paid to the maid or the salary that is being paid to the nanny. I think that was fundamentally a best argument. If anything, I think it would have probably may worsen the position of the husband by even claiming, uh, you know, uh, a quantification exercise of this nature. I think uh, courts must not lose sight of the fact that marriage as an institution has so much more sanctity than. Uh, measuring it in terms of uh, what each person is contributing financially to the enterprise of the family itself, right? Uh, there are aspects of the institution of family that is more than just money, uh, trust, love, mutual respect. So I think if a uh, homemaker has come forward and extended that kind of trust, respect and mutual love and affection, uh, I would say 50% is also not a sufficient quantification and there's so much more to be provided for that. But somewhere you have to ultimately, justice demands that we draw the line somewhere. So that's the reason why 50% is probably an appropriate benchmark. But otherwise, I think this whole measuring exercise of uh, what is the effort being put in to run the household and how much would that be in terms of money's worth. I think that is something that courts should refrain from undertaking 
for the simple reason that it could fundamentally demean the institution of marriage and family. Now, talking about the contribution made by a homemaker in a household, a data point showed that women spent 7.5 hours on average on domestic work, while men spent an average of 3.5 hours. This judgment does mention the term spouse. So, do you think that a husband who chooses to be a homemaker while the wife goes outside, works and provides for the family can also make a similar claim? Can he also ask for an equal share in the spouse's property? So, uh, spousal claims for maintenance where the husband is at the, uh, the claiming end, being the homemaker, I think those cases are few and far between. We don't see too many of those cases come before the court. There are occasional instances, of course. I think it's uh, there are other whole bunch of other factors to consider, uh, right? So uh, obviously, uh, one one of the factors that the law itself prescribes while deciding the question of maintenance is not just actual earning but the capacity to earn. So in a situation like this, you have to look at what is the husband's qualifications, how out of touch he has been with the nature of the work he would have otherwise been doing. Is he capable of going and resuming his career? The same metrics that would be applicable to a wife in a situation of this nature would also be applicable to a husband. So you will have to measure those factors as well. There's also another reason why there is a, a perception that these kind of laws favor women home, uh, you know, spouses more than the husband. The reason being that traditionally in Indian society, a daughter's entitlement to familial property has always been a lot more difficult compared to a son's entitlement to the familial property. So that is the reason why if there is a married daughter and the married daughter also happens to be a homemaker and not otherwise capable of uh, going out and making a living for herself, the law wants to ensure that her interests are protected incrementally over the interests of men. Because the same disabilities are not always imposed on uh, you know, men when, when it comes to questions of succession and inheritance. So for that reason, I don't think the yardstick applicable to women homemakers can and should be applied to male homemakers. The question goes back to keeping an eye on the larger picture. If a husband comes forward and says, I'm a homemaker and I have equal entitlement to the property, the court will have to necessarily examine all these factors. What are the familial properties of the husband? Is there any succession of inheritance around the corner? Is there capacity to earn? I think on a comparative analysis of those factors, one would probably realize that male homemakers do not stand on the same footing as female homemakers. So what about working women? Do you think this ruling would equally apply to them as well? Because in the Indian context, generally, even working women contribute equally to the household work. So, will she be able to make the same claim for an equal share in the assets? I mean, again, it's very difficult to draw a general rule, but I would presume that if it is a working woman, entitlement to the property would be easier to establish for the simple reason that you can measure the monetary contribution to the acquisition of the asset itself. Right? So, let's assume, for example, that the husband and wife have jointly picked up an apartment. Now, the apartment costs uh, rupees X for which they have taken a loan, the loan will have an EMI Y, the husband's income may or may not be able to sustain that EMI. Now, if that is the case, then either you can show that the, the, the wife has actually contributed some part of the EMI herself, or alternatively, 
because other expenses are being taken care of by the wife the husband is now able to take care of the acquisition of the asset itself so i think their measurement of the entitlement to the asset is so much easier compared to a homemaker because a homemaker's entitlement is based on a lot of notional valuation right uh, it's it's about uh, applying concepts to decide what is actually the the contribution now that exercise has its own complications but nevertheless it is possible which is what was done in this ex- uh, judgment where 50% was ultimately awarded but in a case where it's a working woman the entitlement to asset is a lot easier to ascertain what do you think about this justice chali do you think working women can use this judgment as a precedent actually, actually not so in so far as this particular case is concerned it was concerning a case where the wife did not have any employment at all and she was a pure homemaker in that sense only the factual circumstances was appreciated and then the high court has arrived at the conclusion that a homemaker is entitled to get a share since the amount of work she is put to for the benefit and welfare of the family she is entitled to be compensated this way so that the other issue whether a working woman uh i mean uh, what is a contribution to the family's welfare was not a subject matter of consideration this particular uh, case before the madras high court yes sir but can it be used later is my question is no, it possible this proposition cannot be used that is a separate proposition to be considered by a court in a different manner so far as this case is concerned it is only with respect to a homemaker wife and not a partial homemaker and a partial employed uh, you know wife so that that proposition may not be strictly applicable to the question put forth by you all right so once an equal share is claimed and if it's immobile property what happens then what happens if a spouse wants to sell their share are there any restrictions or guidelines that the court provides to help with this process yeah definitely transfer of property act guides as with respect to the uh, selling of share in a property she said if she if the court has declared that she is entitled to get half share of the property she is entitled as of right in accordance with the provisions of the transfer of property act to sell it but not a particular portion of the property if the buyer wants it to be partitioned he will have to file a suit and get it partitioned share can be sold by the wife not a specific portion of the property okay could you explain this further uh, for the clarity of the audience court has declared that wife is entitled to half share so that she is a sharer of the property transfer of property act says that if a sharer of the property wants to sell her share a portion of share she can sell it her share but not a specific area in the particular property say for example 10 cents of property half share means wife has got 5 cents but which portion of this 5, 5 cents it may have different boundaries for that purpose she can sell her share of you know 5 cents and the purchaser will have to file a suit for partition of that particular property then the court will decide which portion is to be given by uh, to the, the uh, two persons who are sharers of the property Say for example, don't go for sell. The wife wants half share of it. She will have to file a suit and get it partitioned. So, while this judgment has many positive impacts, in that it could help 
homemakers in claiming rights over properties and it is kind of recognition for their contribution in a household what do you think are the possible repercussions of such a judgment i mean this is a frequent question that comes to us any kind of progressive legislations uh, and the first question that comes to us lawyers is what if this can be misused uh, from the domestic violence act to 498a of the indian penal code to the ongoing debate on whether or not uh, marital rape must be recognized as a form of rape under the indian penal code all of these debates essentially goes back to the same point about misuse the fact remains that the percentage of misuse is so minuscule uh, it's a question that can safely be ignored because statistically there's simply no data to say that these laws tend to get misused that in that significant a fashion you will have stray incidences when somebody might come back and try to use this to to get more than what they are otherwise entitled to but that's the reason why you have courts which are in the business of adjudication each party coming and making a claim has to prove it and the other party gets a fair opportunity to to contest it to lead rebuttal evidence to try and poke holes in the claimant's case so i think the the fairness in the adjudication process will ensure that there is sufficient amount of uh, you know inbuilt safeguards against uh, you know misuse of the law uh, i think it's a step ahead in the right direction uh, i think we need to probably avoid taking a slight you know a cynical or a skeptical view of the matter by assuming that this will lead to widespread misuse if it does happen trust the judges and the lawyers to do their jobs correctly and ensure that the, the misuse is brought to the forefront it's not a kangaroo court at the end of the day it's it's bound by rules of procedure which are inherently built for fairness so i think uh, these fears are largely misplaced that's it for this week's episode but i will be back to unpack the next big data story You can listen to this podcast on all major streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. And as always, you can check out all our data stories at thehindu.com/data.